Thank you. Facebook. <laughs> yes, Facebook. For all its serious problems, Facebook can sometimes be the carrier of heartfelt gifts. A post appeared this week from a woman named Jennifer that tagged my wife, Hanji. Jennifer wrote, If I had a dollar for every violet and lily of the valley I picked as a child, for Hanji and Lael's sweet mama, Marjorie, I'd be filthy rich. Be kind to every child you meet. You never know what lasting impression you will make on them. I'm 53 years old and still think of her all the time. Marjorie Becker was a sixth grade teacher with a heart bigger than Texas. She was our neighbor and she was my savior. I grew up in a very toxic and dysfunctional family. She was my hope, my light, and my salvation. She loved me without measure, protected me when my house was ugly, and taught me more about the world and nature than I can even grasp. Every spring when the violets and lily of the valley came up, I'd pick her oodles of bouquets, and she acted like I brought her gold bars. I think of her and remember all the kindnesses she shared with me. I remember her passion for nature and the love she had for me and her family. Marjorie, you made the world a better place, and I will always love you. Needless to say, this brought tears to Hanji's eyes and memory, many memories to her mind of her mother, Marjorie Becker, who died in 2007. Hanji reached out and connected with Jennifer, Marjorie's neighbor of many years ago, who Hanji had heard about but never met. And they hope now to someday meet in Minnesota at Hanji's childhood home in Afton. And what it brought up for me is the amazing capabilities we have as humans to help shape one another's lives. I was not surprised at how Jennifer described Marjorie, as I too was the grateful recipient of her generosity and compassion, her wisdom and her engagement with the natural world, her kindness. But what moved me deeply was realizing that this is a story I and Hanji may never have heard and that this is but one of the lives Marjorie touched during her life. This happened during a relatively short period in her life. I thought of all the children she taught and cared for as a sixth grade teacher. I thought of the ways she helped to shape the life of her daughter, my wife, Hanji. I thought of how she was always there for her grandson, our son, Jack, and for her granddaughter, our niece, Cheyenne, and for her daughter, Hanji's sister, Lael, who died in 2021. But what opened up for me was all those people I would never know, whose stories I would never hear, who had a deep connection 
to this person. And it suddenly gave life to those statements that can sound like platitudes about compassion and generosity and love rippling out along the sea of existence we share in ways that we will never necessarily be able to trace, but which are real and important nonetheless. Be kind to every child you meet, writes Jennifer. You never know what lasting impression you may make on them. And we are so grateful that Jennifer shared the lasting impression Marjorie made on her. Grateful that we got to know this story and to be reminded how we shape and are shaped by one another. St. John of the Cross wrote, God has so ordained things that we grow in faith only through the frail instrumentality of each other. God has so ordained things that we grow in faith only through the frail instrumentality of each other. If I resist the urge to get hung up on the theological question of whether God ordains things or not, and what exactly faith is, let's say faith is the ability to trust life, then I can hear what I feel is a profound truth here. We grow in faith only through the frail instrumentality of each other. Let me put it in Jennifer's words. She was our neighbor and she was my savior. I grew up in a very toxic and dysfunctional family. She was my hope, my light, and my salvation. It sounds like Jennifer gained the ability to trust life through the frail instrumentality of another, another person, a loving and compassionate person who happened to be a neighbor. And frail instrumentality is not a put down, it is the human condition. We are not perfectly compassionate, nor are we consistently loving and or lovable. God knows. And we can sometimes employ this frail instrumentality creatively and compassionately to bring hope, light, faith, trust in life to another. Wow. We can do that. And I know that I miss the opportunities way too often. We have a great deal more kindness than is ever spoken, writes Ralph Waldo Emerson. The whole human family is bathed with an element of love like a fine ether. How many persons we meet in houses whom we scarcely speak to, whom yet we honor and who honor us. How many we see in the street or sit with in church whom, though silently, we warmly rejoice to be with. Read the language of these wandering eye beams. The heart knoweth. Now, I guess what he is saying is that it's okay to let this kindness go unspoken. 
I differ. <laughs> He's saying that it's there in the wandering eye beams. I love that phrase. That the heart knoweth. But I know that I'm sometimes too silent about that kindness, that element of love. I, after all, come from that Scandinavian Midwestern background that inspired the joke about the man who loved his wife so deeply, so passionately, so fervently that he almost told her. So I am sometimes too silent about it, not only in words, but in actions, in living from that place of kindness and connection. I know that I am sometimes employing this frail instrumentality of myself in other and lesser ways. I know that I sometimes expect others to pick it up from my eye beams. They should know my heart, but people we are continually shaping our lives and the lives of one another in profound ways. We cannot afford to miss opportunities to show kindness, love, honor to another. Because somebody somewhere at some point is just as bored as you are or have been. Somebody somewhere at some point is just as mad as you are or have been. Somebody somewhere at some point is just as discouraged as you are or have been. Somebody somewhere at some point is just as hungry for connection as you are or have been. We are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. So use those beautiful and brilliant minds of yours. Use your frail and fabulous instrumentality to help others grow in faith, to trust that there is good in this life. Lift your arms and close your eyes and believe in a thing. Believe in this thing called love. You never Know what lasting impression you will make. Jennifer reminds us. You never know, Jacqueline Woodson writes, you just might learn to fly. We shape and are shaped by each other. We grow in faith through the frail instrumentality of each other. Lift your arms and close your eyes and believe in a thing that the ripples of kindness spread out across the sea of existence we share in ways we cannot trace and touch people we may never have expected and help to shape lives in ways we could never predict. It is not immediately evident to me in my daily life, but if I stop for a few moments and ask, when I found myself in times of trouble, who was there for me? If I stop and consider the ways that simple kindnesses have rippled toward me, how unsuspecting people have helped to shape my life in positive ways, I can't help but know that this is so. As I think about those people who have helped to shape my life, I can't help but know that what I do, how I live, where I place my attention can help to shape the lives of others in positive ways. Now we may feel this shaping more directly 
and acutely within our families, for good or ill. And I realize there's a whole spectrum of experience there, and you may have heard it said that you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your relatives. I don't think that's true. I see families, strong families, loving families in this congregation, loving, imperfect families, loving families. They do choose one another each day throughout the lives of their members. They imbue and renew that natural family connection by daring to see one another as separate, beautiful, finally unknowable individuals. They choose to see the members of their family as not only related to each other, but related to all of life in a wider, grander family tie, which causes the barriers between family and friends to blur. The words from Ralph Waldo Emerson were taken from an essay entitled Friendship, yet he talks about the whole human family bathed with an element of love like a fine ether. Maya Angelou's poem is entitled Human Family, which she ends by saying, we are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. And I don't mean to make families or friendship sound simple. I don't mean to say relationships are all the same. Quite the contrary. Family and families and friends are far too complex and varied for me to generalize at all. I only know that Jennifer's post about the impact that my mother-in-law's kindness and friendship had on her life was a clear reminder to me of how we, the human family, how our lives are shaped by one another. And that awareness calls me to consider how I have shaped my life and how that would change if I kept this awareness in mind. With all respect to Ralph Waldo Emerson, I think we need to have as much kindness expressed as possible, expressed not only in words, but in words too. Kind words are a form of action and can make a difference in someone's life, just as they have often made a difference in mine. We are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. And you never know what lasting impression you will make. Happy Mother's Day.